Welcome to the Epicenter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from the Gospel Series, where we reveal one book of the New Testament every week. For more information about Epicenter Church, visit epicenterchurch.com.au. Hello, everybody. Hi. <sighs> Chris told me when I was coming up here, do good, but not too good, so it makes him look better. Thanks. So loving, so loving. <sighs> okay, I might pray before we start. Is that okay? Sweet. Okay. Jesus, I just pray that we have open ears to hear um, and open eyes to see what it is you have to say through me today. I know it is your thing that you want, want me to say. And I just pray that you take over my mouth, please, and stop me from being nervous. <laughs> okay. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Okay. So... Uh, was anyone here for pre-service prayer today? How amazing was Damien Metzger's? It was so good. It was so good. And every time he gets up, I agree with him 100% every time, um, which is hilarious because he's actually an example for my first point. Um, so a few months ago, Damien Metzger, he was came up and he did a pre-service prayer and he talked about... Um, getting excited about what God was doing. So getting excited about um, coming together as a church, getting excited to worship together, getting excited for what's happening in kids or in youth or whatever it was. And I've actually been talking to God about this for since that message happened right the way through till today. And as I've been talking to God, he's been telling me it actually, yes, get excited and 100% get excited, but for me, he's been telling me um, that it actually goes a little bit further than that. And it's not just getting excited. He, start, he told me to start expecting things to happen. Expect that he's going to be here. Create a higher expectation for ourselves and our church and expect that God is going to move whenever we meet together. Um, <laughs> thank you. So expect Looking it up in the dictionary, it says to look forward to, to regard as likely to happen or anticipate the coming of something, which I thought was really cool. So I'm learn, learning that to anticipate that God is coming to meet me every time that I get into his presence, to anticipate that God is going to meet with all of us. And every time that I say get up here to worship, my prayer is not just that God comes, but my prayer is that every single one of us meet with him and have an experience with him and, and fall in love with him completely all over again. So this season for me has been an interesting one because I'm, a, I'm very good at um, just sticking with something. If we do something on a Sunday, that's the way I do it. And that's, I'm very good at just going with the flow but it also means that I am very good at becoming complacent and I'm very good at just um, at, at not expecting things, at not seeking things out. Um, I loved that as we were singing today, God said, um, the verse said, come wake me from my sleep. And I feel like that's a season that I've been going through for a little bit. Um, so in this season that I've just been through, I think this complacency stops me from fighting for things. And um, I guess I know who my God is, 
but that means that I'm, I become really good at worshipping the God that I know in my head. I worship the God that I knew yesterday instead of seeking him out for today, the God that he is today, and then worshipping him for that God because it's a whole different side of him. There's, there's so many aspects to God that I've never even encountered before, but I'm missing out on worshiping I'm sorry missing out on worshiping him for those because I haven't encountered them yet and I feel like we I do that quite often is that I don't seek him out for anymore which means that I haven't I'm not praising him for all these different aspects that I've never encountered you know if I was only encouraged for the way that I did kids um I guess I'd get a bit discouraged you know, if it was just that I was encouraged for what I did out in out in there, but I was never encouraged for who I am outside of there, I would I would feel a bit encouraged. And I think that's one thing that I've been um, thinking about a lot more. So yes, this last season for me has been figuring out these things that God's been asking me to expect and to run for. Everywhere we look at the moment, I feel like. So Judy Payne's husband, he has, a, has had a mini stroke. My own dad has had a couple of mini strokes. I feel like there's depression and there's cancer and all these crazy things, child abuse, depression. Um, and I've never looked at it and kind of said, okay, God, what are you doing? That's never been my reaction. But I've always looked at it and went, if I let this in, I am going to it's going to completely overwhelm me, I guess. And so I never let it in. And this season for me has been the first time, I guess, that I've looked at the situation and not shut myself down. Um, Whereas before, I wouldn't have been able to deal with those questions. So I've come to a place now where I don't need to have the answers. Now I'm in a place where I have to ask, God, what can I do? Like in that situation, what is my responsibility? What's, what is it that I'm meant to do whenever I see something like that, yeah? So he said to me, it is not your responsibility to fix every situation, but it's your responsibility to ask me what you should do in that situation, yeah? It's not our responsibility to seek God. Oh, sorry, it is our responsibility to seek God. And to grow our relationship with him so that in every situation, in every circumstance that we come across, we know what it is that he's telling us about. Does that make sense? Sweet. And sometimes he will tell you to do nothing, which is lovely. (laughs) It's very annoying, actually. I had a situation recently where um, someone at work was getting physically abused by their partner and I didn't know what to do and I kept seeking God and he's just like just pray because you right now coming in and saying telling her how much God loves you is not going to shake it's not going to get in anywhere so all you can do is pray and just love on her and out of that she's grown so much and become closer to me not because I shoved God in her face but because yeah because I listened and did what God said So it talks in the Bible constantly about going up in in the mountains, kind of a ladder situation, going up to come down like Moses, sorry, um, yeah, Moses went up the mountain to spend time with God. 
got the Ten Commandments, came back down and gave it to the people. And I feel like um, a lot of the time in our culture, we forget to go up to tell everyone, to come back down and tell everyone or to show everyone what God's doing. We forget to get away and to spend time and to listen and to know who our God is. It's up to us to realign our thoughts with his thoughts. Um, Jen Johnson talks about this vision and it's, um, she was going through a really tough situation and she just got stuck, like really, really stuck, didn't know what to do. And um, she said, God, in this vision, grabbed her lovingly by the head and shot her up past um, galaxies, past the planets, past the stars, past everything. And he said to her, um, can you see this problem? Can you see the problem, the situation that you've been stuck in? And she said, no, can't see it. And he said to her, that's what I see. So sometimes we have to remember, remember, can, can we see, could God see the issue? Does God really want us to do anything with this issue? I'm not saying don't do anything about it, but I'm saying in every situation, seek God and ask him, what do you want to do? Psalm 25, 4 to 5 says, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God and my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. What is his truth in every situation and what can I do? Um, there's this guy at work and he comes in and every time he'll point at something and kind of, he kind of doesn't say hi. He just points and he grunts and you know he wants that kind of thing. But it's really difficult. And I know he's been there for so long. Um, he's come in every day for so long that everyone just expects him not to say hello. And in this situation, in this um, season that I'm going through, God's been showing me, okay, what do you see? So I asked him, okay, what do you see? And I found out the reason that he doesn't say hello and the reason that he doesn't seem nice is because he's actually in pain all the time and he just can't do anything. And I haven't had the opportunity to talk to him about that yet because it's not my place to talk to him about that yet. But my opportunity in that situation is to smile and say hello and be nice to him and maybe one day we'll have that conversation, maybe one day we won't. But he started saying hello back and one day he said yeah I'm good how are you and that's a win and it's it's crazy that something so simple can be a win because you listen to God anyway sorry I gotta breathe (laughs) now (laughs) there's a whole um other side to this that I feel like I've been going through in this season and I feel like he wants me to talk to you guys about which is if the ultimate goal is knowing God and seeking God, then what's your kryptonite? What's the one thing that holds you back from having a relationship with him? And for me, it's I know it's being exhausted, actually. It's being tired. Um, I have no... I'm probably going to cry. I just apologize straight away. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just got to a point recently where I was like, I'm just, I'm just tired all the time and I have no extra space for dreaming and I have no extra space for, for thinking outside the box. I have no sp- 
space for drink, uh, visioning forward. I, I just don't know. Like, I, I just haven't made space. And when I'm tired, I forget that I make a difference and I forget that um, how he sees me and I forget that I need him. And I just go through life every day doing life. And, you know, I know that he's a good person in that season. I know he doesn't want sickness. I know, um, you know, that he's constant. I know all these things about him, but I just get forget. I forget because I get caught up doing what I do every day. And it's not God's fault. It's got nothing to do with him, really. It's my fault because I've let it get to that point where I get, thank you, she's got me tissues. Um, you know, I've put things between him and me, yeah? And probably for the first time in my life, I've come to a point where I'm not okay with that being my life. Um, yeah, so I'm not okay with just doing doing life the way I've been doing it. And for the first time in my life, I'm choosing to put him first. And, sorry, you know, that for me, that for me means, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, um, that for me means working four days a week instead of five. And it means stopping things that I want to do but I love God more so that's okay (laughs) but sorry (laughs) there is so much strength in knowing what your kryptonite is in knowing the things that hold you back from being with him and I am I'm recognizing that and I'm running for him and that's all that matters. Anyway, so one last thing because I don't have much time left. Sorry for the camera. (laughs) Probably one last thing. One thing that we can all do for each other, which I feel like God has been talking to me about heaps, is the power of a testimony. And when you get when you get in that season where the kryptonite feels like it's holding you back from a relationship with God, your testimony is such a great thing to just lift me up and and you you forget in those seasons what God's doing. But when someone else comes and shares their testimony with you, or even if you share your testimony with someone else, it just breaks through that breaks through you from being stuck in that season um psalm 22 22 says says i will stand up before the congregation and testify to the wonderful things that you have done and it's not just because it's good to tell like nice stories but it actually just helps to remind you of who god is that god is actually moving that god is actually doing something in the lives of everyone around you and it's encourages you to yeah to to go after God to seek something different than the the situation that you feel like you're stuck in so I'm going to share a little testimony because time's flying so we have this little boy 
um, in kids ministry and I've asked permission from his mum to share this. So his name is Taj. I don't know if you know Taj. He's amazing. He's um, autistic and he is lovely. He has the best heart of anyone. Sheila can attest to this. And some days being in kids is very hard for him. Um, he can't deal with loud noises and he can't deal with um, having too many people around him. Um, but every single time I see him, he tells me about Jesus. And this is how I will tell you. Yeah, I know. So every time we'll start talking about, okay, Taji, what have you been doing this week? You know, what's going on in your life? And he'll say to me, you know, we'll talk about it. And then he'll say, now, do you have a husband? And I say, yes, Taji, I have a husband. He says, do you have a baby? Even he's asking. Um, and I say, no, I don't have a baby. And he's like, is it, you know, in your tummy? And I say, no, Taji, no, not yet. Maybe one day, not yet. And he says to me, like baby Jesus. And I say, yes, Taji, like baby Jesus. And he's like, but he's not dead. He's alive. He's come back to life. And this little boy who you think is not paying attention actually has so much has so much understanding and it's so amazing. Like he sent his mum sent a message to us um, last year and the week that week we were talking about God talking to us and how he wants to talk to us all the time. And he said uh, she sent this message and said, At the moment Taji's sitting on the couch and he's just sitting there with his eyes closed and all of a sudden he says, I can hear him. And this week we didn't think that Taji was paying any attention. I think he even had to leave early because he could not deal. And he, he said, she wrote, insert deep voice here. And he says, hello, Taji, because that's how he thought that God talked to him. But it's the most beautiful and amazing testimony and it so encourages me. So I hope that you are encouraged by that too. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Please subscribe to hear more sermons from Epicenter Church 